T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to a Chiefs Training Camp Live. I'm Jay Bankley. 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Uh, the Chiefs finished another practice today, just a little bit ago. They've got a practice uh, Tuesday, off on Wednesday, uh, practice Thursday, off Friday. And then, of course, they'll travel to San Francisco, play the 49ers Saturday night in preseason game number one. They come back for just three practices at the training camp facility in St. Joe for the Chiefs. By the way, you can reach me on email if you want to, if you have a question. Jay Binkley at 610sports.com or hit me up on Twitter at the number three guys in the garage. Happy to answer any each and every Chiefs training camp question you have. I was up there yesterday and a little bit disappointed. All right, they weren't, didn't have practice Saturday. The Chiefs always have practices, you know, Saturday or Sunday. So didn't have it. I'm one of these fools that likes that. Well, not a fool, but I like training camp practices. I, I think they're fun. I like even like preseason. So Maybe just football weird, I guess, in some respects. So we're doing a show there. We do them on, on the weekends when the Chiefs are there. And I was going to do a show from 9 to 2, 9 to noon. It was all set up. Going to have Austin Blythe, uh, the, the guy, player that came over from the Rams last year, could play center and guard. All set up. Day looked great. It was 69 degrees. And it's been it's been hotter than hell in Kansas City. It's been over 100 degrees. I think the heat index over 100 today. It was perfect 69 degrees. And basically – it looked great. And then all of a sudden, I guess it was rain or something. Come on over, Nick. This is just uh, – this is uh, Nick Schwartz. He's the uh, he's the uh, producer for Cody and Gold here on 610 Sports Radio between 10 and 2. This is just a uh, – we do this on Monday and Fridays. It's through Odyssey. Um, they do training camp shows, different training camps, different people doing them. And I'm Googling here for 610 Sports Radio. But Nick is joining me. I was saying, Nick, it was like good weather. And I'm sitting there. I got, get, got the headset going because they promised us Austin, Austin Blythe. I got this interview. Get where's the snow cones? Got to get because the Chiefs come by for snow cones. His show started this stuff. But Chris Jones, defensive tackle, best in the league, comes by for snow cones every day because of his guys. So I've had to buy him one. But regardless, I'm ready to go. Where's the snow cone machine? I'm heading on soon. All of a sudden, they leave the field. The whole Chiefs they just left. And I looked at and I was like, where'd they go? Because it's, it's like this. It's like sunny outside. And there's a little bit of clouds. And then I looked over to one of the fellows sitting in the uh, Missouri Western tent there where they have training camp. And I said, is there lightning or something? And he said, yeah, there might be light, lightning off to the side or something. That's exactly what it is. Those little meters found it. 
Chiefs got inside. Boom, it starts pouring. Starts it is in the middle of nowhere. So I sat there and looked at grass for three hours, but I was able. You've been having good luck. I was able to talk Kansas City Chiefs. Now, as far as the injuries are concerned for the Kansas City Chiefs, Darrell Williams, there's two Darrell Williams. There's Darrell Williams, defensive lineman, and there's Darrell Williams running. Darrell Williams running back is the one that counts. <laughs> He's the one that counts. Uh, as far as the injuries, because Darrell Williams, a knee is what the Kansas City Chiefs said. Joshua Kingo, a Chiefs draft pick left as well. Antonio Callaway, um, Bone Breeze did not practice. The other Darrell Williams is on the COVID list. That, that was my question. People talking about Darrell Williams. I was like, which one? Which one? They're spelled differently. Why? Willie Gay still in concussion protocol. Kyle Long with the knee. LDT's got the hand. Mike Rimmers, back spasms, um, which, damn, Chiefs put out their depth chart yesterday, the unofficial depth chart. Lucas Niang is the starting tackle. That's three rookies on the right side of the line. What do you think, Nick? You know what we were talking about is that if this were any other team in the AFC, we were talking about the Buffalo Bills, we were talking about Baltimore, we were talking about Cleveland starting three rookies on the offensive line, what would we be saying? Yeah. We'd be saying, look at our chops, right? Yeah. But with the Chiefs, there's like this built-in confidence that, okay, we already like Creed Humphrey, right? Trey Smith was this guy who was sort of this physical freak in college, held back by injuries. So maybe we, we sort of look at it through rose-colored glasses, but when you watch some of these guys during camp, specifically Trey Smith, it's like hard not to get excited about. He, he's something to get excited about. And I've been on the Trey Smith bandwagon for a long time. I was talking to him up. It was met with some skepticism here, you know, some of the guys. Because I always had my camp guys. Although sometimes I make the team like a Mike Catafara. Yeah. You know, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But I was building up Troy Smith because we did the draft shows and the Chiefs got him. He was like, oh, man. They, like, they got a steal. Because I'm, I'm a big SEC fan. And Trey Smith was the number one recruit in the nation. Right? There's a common theme between these linemen. Creed Humphrey never gave a sack at Oklahoma. Orlando Brown didn't give up one last year when he got moved over uh, to the left side over 1,000 stamps there. Uh, Joe Tooney's only given up like six in like the last three years. It's ridiculous, and they're not penalized either. So they bring in Tooney. They trade it for Orlando Brown. But here we sit with rookies on the right side. Yeah. Creed Humphrey, the center. Trace Smith. But here's the thing with Andy Reid. Like, he's not going to start you unless he thinks you're ready. Yeah. You know, with Andy Heck, the offensive line coach. It's weird because people think, well, the Chiefs didn't overhaul their line. What first-round picks do they have on the line this year? Well, they don't. But yeah, right. <laughs> who was the first pick? It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a linebacker. So – People are asking the questions. I think they got some steals uh, for the linemen. Any concerns with any of these guys, Lucas Niang, Trey Smith, Green Humphrey? Well, I think that you'd have to realize you're coming off a Super Bowl where that was the glaring weakness that, that lost you the game. So with the overhaul, I know there's increased expectations, but I mean, what's the barometer for success for the offensive line? I don't think we should be expecting this line to be a top yep. five unit in the league. I think you just can't be a liability, right? If that's – if that's the threshold we judge them by, wouldn't you consider that to be successful season for that line? Yeah, I do. And, and, and that's the thing. I mean, we all knew the Chiefs front office, they knew they needed a new line. Yeah. It's why when the free agency started, they're up until 2 30 in the morning trying to get turned on. Joe Tooney, Chiefs, you get one and two, right? Like that. But then you look at the right side. Well, Rimmer's the veteran. Well, this rookie Lucas Niang, who, by the way, Chase Young said it's the best tackle he's ever faced when TCU met Ohio State. Wow. So high praise for Lucas Niang. Mm-hmm. I think he would have been on the pup list last year because he wasn't 100 percent healthy. That's why he dropped the third round. He had that torn hip labrum at TCU. I, I know he opted out last year, but I'm not 100 percent sure it wasn't kind of those one of those deals. Hey, you're better off opting out. So who knows what's going to happen? But regardless, that's the line. These wide receivers. All right, if you look at their unofficial depth chart, Byron Pringle's a three, mm-hmm. Tyree Kill at one, McCole Hardman two, then Demarcus Robinson at four. 
you can take three and four. You can mix them in the bag. It doesn't matter as far as production with Andy Reid. But any surprise with the wide receivers with you? I was surprised with Robinson was behind Pringle just because Robinson seems to be I don't I mean this in in endearing ways kind of like a cockroach like you can't kill even though PR fills this out right here. you're right exactly <laughs> like Andy Reid's not sitting there like Reggie's got it. yeah exactly <laughs> Robinson mentioned because I don't think anybody expects him to go away like he's gonna get snapped. yeah um but just to see him behind Byron Pringle who's sort of been that guy trying to crack into the, the lineup that was a little bit surprising you know what the one thing is Byron Pringle's just continued to bust his butt like this guy's yeah. I've relatively seen a few Chiefs just get better, better, and better every year. I'm waiting for Hardman. I'm waiting to say that about him. DeMarcus Robinson's back here on a prove it deal once again. Because two years ago, he was a free agent. I remember him talking to Nick Burleson on NFL Network. Hey, man, you're going to get the bag. You're going to go out. Some team's going to sign you right the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Didn't do it. He comes back with the Chiefs on a one-year deal. Same offseason. No one came back with the Chiefs on a one-year deal. So he's got to prove it. But Byron Pringle's gotten better progressively. Like, I've noticed, like, Tyreek Hill came here as a kick returner and a wide receiver. But it looks like to me, like, Pringles, like, he was in Andy Reid's good good graces. I mean, he got the first pass in the Super Bowl. So, you you don't do that unless you're in the good graces. But he's a guy that's kind of under talk. We don't talk about him enough. Like, him on offense, like, Jaron Reed on defense. Those two guys we're not talking about near enough. And we certainly will. Would it shock you to see either Robinson or Pringle? creep up and supplant Harbin as the number two? They could. I mean, here's the thing. Well, Sammy Watkins missing all the time last year. It was there for the take. Yeah. It's like, here's the job. And nobody really grabbed it. Who wants the Wally Pip? Who yeah. wants the Wally Pip? And they, and they didn't do it. And so I've been waiting for that. But, yeah, it could happen. Pringle could be that guy. He was steamrolling last year before he got hurt in the Raiders game. Like, he was he was in Andy Reid's – just like Daryl Williams. Here's an undrafted guy out of LSU. It was getting playing time in front of Le'Veon Bell. Think about that for a minute. Undrafted free agent, yeah. get time in front of Le'Veon Bell. Then he gets all mad and whatever, but your life is short in the NFL. Well, I think this is going to sound like an oversimplification, but it's just going to come down to who can create constant separation or most consistent separation. That's what Sammy Watkins was so great at. I think a lot of people focus too much on the production, the lack thereof, to try and judge Watkins by, but his job wasn't to be a, a thousand-yard receiver. It was to keep defenses honest so that Hill and Kelsey yeah. could – could do their thing. And that's one thing I'm I'm, I'm wondering about with Harkin is, is he going to be a guy who yeah. play after play can create separation because through two years, he hasn't really proven to be well, the he, guy. He one thing I was telling you about Terry Kill, like he comes in as a kick returner slash power return. You know, mid-round pick. Yeah. No expectations. Two guys like are in that mold for the Chiefs. Jared Allen is drafted as a long time. Turns into be one of the best pass rushers in, in NFL history. Terry Kill like, if you go back at Andy Reid that year, like Tyreek Trigg years, like, okay, we're increasing the package for Tyreek because he was just so explosive. And this guy's more than a returner. Like, that, that's not his role. His role is other things. But he needed to learn the route tree. And then he did. He keeps, he, like, he's gotten to be a master of the route tree. And these guys look up to him in, in what he's doing as far as the wide receivers. But you're right about Watkins. And my thing is this. I know they drafted Cordell Powell. Ed was high on him today, Eric, being the offensive coordinator. Where's but, he at, by the way? He's down there a bit. <laughs> you got hard. He's down behind the march route. So he's at five right now. The bottom line is, and keep in mind, we don't know who fills these out. I, I doubt Andy Reid needs to be in there sitting down in Spagnola and filling yeah. out. But Marcus Kemp, that's the four phaser. That's the special teams guy. That's a guy that's had an interesting career. Been here through the Super Bowls. Last year, remember, he was with the Chiefs, at practice squad, gets cut, goes to Miami. 
gets activated, plays a game, gets cut again, yeah. comes back to the Kansas City Chiefs, and ends up in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's just like Marcus Kemp, the, he's the guy that's the camp guy. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't call Chris Jones a camp guy. That's Marcus Kemp's camp guy. Right? That's that's the one you want to talk about. Trey Smith, I don't think he, he, he's beyond a camp guy. He's a starter at this point. I will say this, Nick, and I know you guys have talked, putting gold have talked about it quite a bit. Chris Jones, I know he's the one that started the whole snow cone thing and everything else. Yeah. I think he's had the most impressive camp. I don't know, but I know those guys have been talking a lot about him, but I have not seen one guy dominate like Chris Jones has this year. I saw some of the reports from today saying that Orlando – like it was a bad day for the offense, that Orlando mm-hmm. Brown was kind of getting worked by Chris Jones. It's been a trend. Right, and so Orlando Brown, first year as a starting left tackle, uh, going up against Chris, Chris Jones, who is, you know, your $20 million man, yeah. moved to the edge. Next Aaron Donald, probably the second – well – I'm still calling him inside. Right. So, like, so what? I'm still you, calling him inside. So, if you're worried about Orlando Brown at left tackle, then what do you want to see from Chris Jones? Because wouldn't you rather take that? Wouldn't you take yeah. seeing Chris Jones at a premium position dominating the game? It's, it's just like watching a spring game. You're a KU guy. Yeah. You go out there and watch practice. KU throws a 70 yard touchdown. You're like, yeah. Then, then part of you going, wait a minute, we just gave up a 70 yard touchdown. But you can do that for every team. Yeah. Yeah. It's great seeing Chris Jones dominate because. He's at a certain level. And Orlando Brown, too. Keep this in mind. This is a different offense, man. Like, yeah. that Baltimore Ravens is built behind Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, and yeah. Gus Edwards, and Mark Jackson. Back-to-back years and a thousand yards of rushing that's never been done. I mean, but he's a good pass blocker as well. But he's got that switch. All these guys have innately you know, kind of had that, that flip the switch uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. You looking forward to Saturday? I am, man. I am. I know that we'll probably make a lot out of very little things, but that's what preseason football is about. All right. Sports media is all about. Yeah, man. Give me something. You give us a soundbite and we'll give run. Me a little, give me a tasty little morsel, man. I'll run with it. I'm looking forward to it. There's only three of them, so it's – we're carrying this uh, this thing here. It's kind of fun. I get a Reds, uh, Washington football team one, San Francisco, New York, wherever we have Odyssey. It's great. This will be podcasted later, Nick. I'll make sure you have that. This is live here. And then it's podcasted, but uh, I appreciate you stopping in here. It's good to talk to somebody from uh, Cody and Gold. Absolutely, uh, Cody, his show has been up there every day at camp. They've literally been there every day of camp. Yeah. Let me tell you, it's hot. It's been fun. Yeah. And all their <laughs> stuff got wet yesterday because yeah, their yeah. seat cushions, because the rain came in sideways, bro. I mean, that whole tent was drenched as of yesterday. But Chris Jones has really stood out to me, Nick. That's been that's been the guy. And I know that, you know, he had mentioned, well, it's weird how the media picked up on it. Because Steve Spagnuolo said it back in May during OTAs. Like he says, ah, Chris Jones, I think we're going to move him inside and outside, depending on the situation, depending on the matchup. Crickets. Yeah. Then Chris Jones, we're talking, then boom, it became the story that led the news. Like Spags had already said this a couple weeks ago. And then you guys interviewed Chris Jones, and he's like, I'm not going to tell you exactly what I'm going to do because it's going to be up to the game. That's what they're going to do. They're going to move him around from. Mike Dana showed that he can play defensive end. He's really flashed in camp. I'm telling you, Jaron Reed and Chris Jones on the interior, who Doug Farrar from USA Today graded all the linemen last year, Jaron Reed was his best four-eye, Chris Jones his best three-eye. And you put those two cats in the interior part line, that is – listen, I'm, I'm still saying Aaron Donald's the best interior pass rusher, but that tandem is better than the Rams. That tandem – is the best in the AFC. It's easy to play this game now, but if I were to ask you before camp, who you thought you would want, like, if you got to choose one guy to have the best camp, like, where would Chris Jones have ranked on that list? I already know who and what he is. Yeah. Uh, 
this is a different level that I see. Um, who would I, man, that's a good question, actually. Who would I want to see? Because Kelsey's already at the top. Tyreek Hill, top three. The guys you don't worry about. The Mahomes, not worried about him. You know, I'm going to have to say Orlando Brown. Yeah. Because I want to see him. Because he, he was a right tackle last year running Stanley gets hurt. He goes to the left side where his dad wanted to play Zeus. It's where he's always wanted to play. Like, I've been watching him a lot. But, like, I know he's getting active in the offense, but that's the guy that's protecting the blind side. So that's the guy I would say, take it to the next step. All right, let's get you back and let's get you all pro level. Because if he does, let's get you that level. If he has that season. And you're protecting Mahomes, and they're, are they going to be signing next year or not? I mean, it's right here's where you make your money. Because that, that's what's so the, the range of outcomes for Orlando Brown seems pretty wide. Because if he does have that type of season, you're talking about him becoming yeah. one of the top paid offensive linemen in the league. Right, mm-hmm. you got your first Maybe a little Jerry Seen, see him take the next bump yeah. up to the top corners. Yeah, Brown's interesting though, because you know you're talking about the guy who's protecting the blind side of the franchise quarterback. So. Man, this defense getting all this run. I mean, the enemy said it twice now. Defense got her day. That's what we want to hear, man, because we know what this offense can do. And I remember yeah. when Mahomes was here uh, with Bob Sutton. Like, he just did some bad things, that defense, man. I mean, real bad. I mean, Derek Johnson would talk about Tom Ali. He was just doing some crazy things. But then, like, I noticed when Spags got here, the year that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, I remember just hearing some cuts from Mahomes. He was talking how the defense was getting different looks, challenging him a little bit, stepping up, you know, coming around, making, doing things that he wasn't expecting. And that was, like, music to the ears. Yeah. All right, this defense is now, you know, trying to confuse. Because Mahomes needs this. Like, he needs – to be sharp, I mean, he needs the defense to step up and give him looks because he's going to see this from other teams. But now he's seeing it from his own team. And I think that only – I mean, how can you make the best already better? Well, there's ways to do it, and that's giving him good looks every day. And I love hearing these things from defense because that was what the concern was. Where's our pass rush? Is Sneed Ward going to be able to hold up on corner? All right, we got this Mike Hughes and DeAndre Baker, these, these first-round picks – from 18 and 19 at corner with this team, he's often injured. Although I will say this, he's listed as a starter at this point. Now they have left cornerback at Ward, right cornerback Sneed, Nickel. Well, he's put cornerback for for Hughes, but Hughes will go to the outside. Sneed will bump in the inside. He had 164 snaps there last year, 177 on the outside, so he can do both. I think he's kind of a honey badger light, to be honest with you. But that's what the concern when you hear all these reports from camp and all these guys. And Willie Gay hadn't even practicing because of the concussion protocol. Right. He was lighting things up before he got hurt. He would have been that guy a week ago. He would say he was turning the most heads in camp, right? The next year, if you ask me, I'll say bold. Yeah. Because I, I honestly feel that he could make people forget. Not, I ain't going to forget about Derrick Johnson. Still my, he was my favorite chief when he played. DT was before that. But make you that, that, that comfortability of that linebacker that can run and make kids like DJ. DJ took a while because he was in the doghouse with Todd Ailey for a while. But, but Nick Bolton, I think, will be the quarterback. I mean, Tyron Matthew, clearly a quarterback now. The future quarterback of this defense is Bolton, in my opinion. We asked this question last week, talking about Bolton. Do you think he'll play more than Willie Gay did last year? I think Willie Gay will at first just because of the Hitchens situation with him. And I know that they can flip Willie Gay around the either side. He can play strong. He can play well. Keep this in mind, too. A lot of people don't realize this. Pro football focus, before they get into the hot take business, they uh, they do college football. Mm-hmm. He was the highest graded linebacker in coverage. Willie Gay coming yeah. out of Mississippi State, the highest graded linebacker. I mean, dude can do that stuff. Willie Gay, self admittedly, the playbook was kind of overwhelming for him. He did have eight starts last year. 
of those, those are quick hooks too, those eight starts. But he was in the game, listed as a starter for eight different games. Didn't play the postseason at all, right? Didn't play a whole bunch and got hurt. Yeah. But he was getting better. And he even admitted, you know, kind of like this playbook. And even Spags has talked about that with Game Bowl. Like, hey, man, we were throwing a lot out. Like, it's not easy. Like, that coaching staff over there is basically the same coaching staff that won a Super Bowl. They've been the three straight AFC title games. You got Spags, you got Dave Merritt, Sam Madison back, Matt House, Brennan Daly. I mean, they did bring in Ken Flagel for outside linebacks. But essentially, that is the same core of defensive unit. These guys know what they're doing. They expect you to know what you're doing. And so sometimes a little – these players all say the middle of the game in their classroom is much tougher in the field, which they don't hit, man. They don't hit. They hit yeah. less than high school. And you kind of need Willie Gay to take that step forward. I mean, when you talk I about so. last two years, take a linebacker, second, third round, um, which is only like, I think, five or six picks apart yeah. where they took Gay and Bolden. If Gay doesn't take that step forward, then all of a sudden you start to wonder, okay, do we have an answer at the linebacker spot next year? Do you have to bring Anthony Hitchens back for another season? Because that's kind of what's at stake with these young linebackers. No question. Andy Reid, he did say he's going to uh, play this. Well, <laughs> they always say, like, you might see him for a half or something, but it never happens that way. Like with Mahomes, uh, like the start of the day. He didn't say, what uh, What did he say? He said, it's going to be, you'll probably see the starters in the first quarter. I think you'll see Mahomes maybe you drive. Four plays, over, under. And if they go three maybe he'll come out. Maybe he'll come out. I mean, if they have a good crisp drive, he's coming out after the first. Yeah. If they stumble on the first one, they're three and out, something like that, he'll come out. You think so? Uh, maybe. I, I mean, I mean yeah, I it's, it's a half billion dollar quarterback, man. Yeah, I don't think Andy's going to be sweating too much. I think we're going to see a lot of Pringle and Hardman, though. See, that's the thing. And Robinson. Specific guys like Mahomes, Hill. And you're saying, okay, now Chad Henney's still on the team. We'll see how good you are. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but you're right. I think at the positions of competition, which backup wide receiver, anything outside of Tyreek Hill, I think there's a lot of fluidity at that position. So, because yeah, Andy Reid says he's basically going to play at uh, his preseason game plan uh, with the Chiefs. I, th- the third game is the big one. We'll see. They got to make cuts from 90 to 85 at the first preseason game, then go down to 80. They're just cutting five guys. And then they go from 80 to 53. That's that's the big cut down. But I don't know, man. I just – let's see. He says – Andy Reid said, despite the shortened preseason, he won't change the pattern of how much the Chiefs plays from Adam Teicher of ESPN. Chiefs will play their starters through each of the three games. That would mean the Chiefs will play the starters as much as the first quarter. Hmm. Some of them. Yeah. There would be a whole lot of Nick Bolton in this game. I don't know about Darrell Williams' needs. Probably going to be a lot of Jared McKinnon facing the Niners. Finding out who your third and fourth wide receiver. And I'd let the line play. I'd let Trey Smith and those guys get acclimated to the NFL. Hit somebody else because the Chiefs don't, you know, scrimmage other teams. I'd give Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith a long, long look in this game to face other NFL competition. I don't know about you, but I'd, I'd almost play these guys the first half. You know, it's funny. We, we talked to Derek Nani last week, and he was talking about Trey Smith, and he was saying, he needs to go hit somebody else because that's one of my favorite interviews. By the way, he goes, it. he goes. There's sometimes in practice where you got to remind the young kid, like, yeah. hey, your teammates. So, yeah. but you would love to hear that as opposed to the opposite of a guy who kind of yeah. playing timid. Like, and, and they're not he's in the equation on the inside. Let's not forget how good a run stuffer he is. I mean, this guy started two straight Super Bowls. And nobody talks about it. They're naughty. Mm-hmm. It's a great interview. You guys very personable. That's why I replayed it uh, this weekend. But I'm loving this defensive line. I'm liking the rotation that they have. I, I'm hoping we see uh, 
Harden to make some big plays. I mean, kick returner at this point, we're looking at Pringle, punt returns, McCall Hardman. He said, look out for Mike Hughes. We'll see some Mike Hughes returns, which I want to see some Mike Hughes returns. He played, two, he played at North Carolina State, went to Garden City. Then he went to UCF on that, quote, undefeated yeah. national championship team. Even though they didn't play Alabama. Let's claim we're national champions. But he had three returns for touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Like he can. He only had one with the Vikings, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, one. So. Or one defensive touchdown. But he, he can play. We all know if he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, that's the that's the big question uh, for him. I'm actually excited about the game, Nick. I know you guys are. Yeah, man. It's just uh, it kind of sneaks up on you. Like training camp gets there, and you, you sort of get into the weeds with uh, everything going on in practice, and then all of a sudden, all fan game and got some actual football. Did you watch any of the speeches? I saw I saw the lot. I saw Peyton, and I saw Woodson. Peyton, did he go over six minutes? Because they say he complained about it. He says, we only get six. But he was being – I could have listened to him yeah, for like an hour. I heard uh, – I didn't – Like, I wanted to hear a long speech of Peyton Yeah. Because that was good. I didn't get a chance to see it. I heard that – I heard that Calvin Johnson was really good. They, he was, they're all, they were all good. Yeah. Fanica was – Fanica looks like half the person he was. Like, he's he was such a beast. You know, long, flowing uh, hair and the beard. And he looks – got short hair now. And he, he's probably half the size. Isn't that crazy how those linemen, like Jeff Saturday? Yeah, they just lose all their weight. Yeah. Well, Saturday's still bigger than Fanicus. Like, small now. I was like, yeah. whoa, what happened to you, man? I, I've seen him before, but mm-hmm. seen him on stage. I'm like, wow. Those speeches are great, but they shorten them. And Peyton Manning's always funny. He's, he's talking about Tom Brady when he goes in the Hall of Fame. It'll be so short, and it'll just be an Instagram. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but regardless, Nick, football's here. You guys are at camp tomorrow. No, oh, yeah. no. They're, they're no, we'll Tuesday. Wednesday, Friday. Wednesday, Friday, Thursday, you're back there. The next week is what? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah, they look at two. Is it two, two or three? Two or three, two yeah. Or three. Yeah, I think they go to maybe to Wednesday. And, but it's a short practice. It's, not, it's almost not even like a practice. Right. It's like they show up in here and says, I go back to Kansas City. And it's yep. very short, short. Camp so goes by quick, man. I know, bro. I know. And then when there's lightning, you don't see anything. <laughs> I appreciate you doing this, man. Hey, absolutely, man. Thank I do this every Monday and Friday. It's good to have a, a guest here. Uh, Nick, uh, he's the producer of uh, Cody and Gold, our 10 to 2 show here on 610 Sports Radio on the Odyssey Odyssey app as well. We'll podcast this as well. I appreciate you listening. Hit me up on Twitter at three guys in the garage or send an email. My name, Jay Binkley, just the letter J at 610sports.com. We'll address them, but uh, this will be up on the podcast page here in a few minutes. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for Nick stopping by. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.